This episode is brought to you by JLL. Get an insider view into the world of commercial real estate with JLL's podcast, Trends and Insights, the Future of Commercial Real Estate. Whether you're curious about making cities more sustainable, the evolution of office space, or AI opportunities, this podcast will help keep you a step ahead. Tune in for candid conversations with business leaders about the biggest trends impacting how we live, work, and play. Subscribe to Trends and Insights now at jll.com slash podcast. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. This is the Rich Dad Radio Show, the good news and bad news about money. Here's Robert Kiyosaki. Hello, 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 Robert Kiyosaki, the Rich Dad Radio Show, the good news and bad news about money. And today our very special guest is all of our guests are special, but today our guest comes all the way in. He's, he's, he's in afternoon time because he's in Florida and we're still morning time in Arizona here. So it's Alex Rodriguez. He's one of the I don't know how you can, he's a, he's a god in some people's <laughs> mind because he, he played for the New York Yankees and my friends from Boston hate you, Alex. I <laughs> <laughs> love for all of them. Alex, Alex, Alex hate is too kind a word. <laughs> Anything you want to say, Kim? Well, it's really a pleasure to have you on the show, Alex. Thank you. And, and you're such a, an example of for other athletes with what you've done with your your, your career, number one, of course, and then, but then taking it to the investor and the entrepreneur of you and, and really blowing that up. So um, I'm excited to talk about your journey. So we're going to talk about today is that, you know, business and entrepreneurship is a team sport. And uh, it's how important the team is, but also the importance of a coach. You know, I remember because I, I played football and baseball, I also surfed, wasn't very good at surfing, but baseball and football, I loved. And, but I had, you know, great coaches on one team and horrible coaches on this other team. And so, you know, a lot of times, you know, people try and make it on their own. But as a, you know, as a baseball player, you have coaches. And I want to talk about how important they are to your success or failure, especially as a young person. So, Alex, would you start about how old you were when you started playing baseball and where were you and all that? Yeah, so I was, um, I think you came in, Robert, for having me. Uh, big fan of your work, your your book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, it changed my life 29 years ago. It's funny, Warren Buffett always talks about the intelligent investor as a book that changed him from Benjamin Graham. And for me, it was you. And I thought about financial literacy different. I grew up, both of my parents, immigrant parents from Dominican Republic. Uh, they both taught me what they knew, which was very little, is how to survive. But although they didn't have a lot of resources, um, they were great role models because they absolutely worked very hard uh, they taught me what the American dream could be. And although we were very uh, uh, lower middle class financially, every time I got home to watch the Yankees or the Mets game on cable while I was then in Miami, born in New York, um, I remember that I never felt poor. And uh, my our bank account may have said we were poor, but uh, in my mind, I had really, really big dreams, ambition dreams, and they became clearer and clearer. As I got older, and I started playing baseball when I was three years old because my dad was a math guy. He was uh, an entrepreneur himself. 
and also uh, a former baseball player. So very young baseball player. <laughs> nice, nice. So let's let's go into um, how a coach develop develops because you know when I play, I love I played Pop Warner football. You know, was starting about nine, and I love this part. A great coach there. But by the time I got to high school, you know, it gets a little bit more competitive. And we had a coach who played for the Bears, you know, the Bears. And then we had a coach who was just a coach. And I, I think if not for the professional athlete, you know, his name was Herman Clark. He was on the Clark Brothers way back when. If not for him, I would have quit football. Do, do yeah. you know what I mean? So. Yeah. If you could talk about how a coach will shape your development as a young person coming up. Robert, I'm glad you asked me about this because I am so passionate about coaching and mentorship. And of course, if you look at my life history, uh, dad left when I was 10 and left back uh -huh. my mother, who then took on two jobs uh, with my two siblings. So it was my mother and the three of us. I'm the youngest of three, two boys and, and my sister. And uh, she surf table in the, I mean, she was a secretary in the morning, surf tables at night. And when you think about the age of nine to the age of 25, I had three coaches. I had Eddie Rodriguez, El Gallo, nickname from the Boys and Girls Club right here in Miami. I had Rich Hoffman, my high school coach. And then he handed me off to Lou Pinella in Seattle for seven years. And those three coaches changed my entire professional career. Because in many ways, they were more than coaches. They were mentors. They were father figures, big brothers. Right. And I think when you think about where sports is going today, uh, so much emphasis is based on analytics that I think the game, and not just one sport, but every sport, has created a blind spot with the importance of coaching. And I think a great coach can make you from a good team to a great team. I think it can make a playoff team a championship team. And I think that's really one of the, the things we focus on a lot when we think about A-Rod Corp, how do we develop our young talent? Uh, how do we retain talent? And professionally, how do we make a player go from good to great by having someone they respect, admire, and can relate with? Alex, I remember you told a story about, I think it was your high school coach, and he sat you down and he kind of laid out this plan. Would you just touch on that? I thought that was a really inspiring story. Yeah. So as a freshman, I had um, I got cut from my varsity team. And at that point in ninth grade at Christopher Columbus High School, I was more advanced in basketball than I was baseball. Uh, I was a little bit of a late bloomer in baseball. And I always played with guys that were a couple years older than me. And when you're 10 to 12, 12 to 14, those are enormous gaps. Big, big, uh, big differences. Big, big. And I mean, I, I felt like I was playing with men with beer and I was just a little, I still don't have a beard. So um I, I went in and I then transferred to Westminster Christian, where I spent my sophomore, junior, and senior year. And that's when What's I met Coach Hoffman. Was this? What state was this? Westminster Christian in Miami, my high school. But by what state was it in? Miami, Florida. Oh, Miami. Miami, Florida, yeah. Thank you. So when I transferred to Westminster Christian, uh, the first day I met Coach Hoffman, I went in like really kind of very low self-esteem. I just got cut. I'm coming into the number one baseball program in the country. Think about Duke basketball. That was like Westminster baseball. Like they had 11 championships. He was like the John Wooden of high school, but he's an icon. And his first words to me were, Alex, your sophomore year, you're going to, this is a transition year for you. You're going to do well, not great. You'll do well. But next year, you'll be considered the number one junior in the country. Wow. You'll go play for the USA uh, 
a baseball team in the junior Olympics. And then your senior year, you'll be the number one pick in the draft. And I it was him and I on a field right by the pool. I'll never forget this in Westminster Christian campus. Robert came, I turned around and I said, yes. And, and, and Kim, that's such a great question because from that day forward, the way I thought about myself changed completely. And that was basically someone believing in me because remember dad left at the age of 10 and whether it's finances, whether it's acting, whether it's sports, we all need a leader to push us and believe in us and the power of words from a great leader. My God, is that vital? Thank you, thank you, thank, thank you. you. And wasn't Michael Jordan also cut at one time? Yeah, Michael Jordan was cut, I think, uh, his sophomore year. And obviously the rest is history. But all the great ones, Robert, they go through adversity. Uh, they get knocked in their butts. Uh, but it's not about falling down. I always tell my daughters, I have a PhD in falling. Uh, <laughs> I feel more than anybody. But I also have a master's in getting back up and keep fighting and being resilient and gritty and be willing to do something as a leader, all great leaders are first great listeners and all great leaders are willing to do anything they ask you to do, they'll do it before you. Thank you, Agreed. thank you, thank Agreed. you. Another thing that Donald Trump says is a lot of people talent, but they never develop it. Does that make, that make sense to you? And, uh, 100%, and, yeah, and, and by the way, Robert, this is the deal, is that sometimes you can be too smart and I never had that problem. I'm on the verge of average. I'm a C student at best. But but here's the deal is sometimes smart people look at all the things that can go wrong. Right. And yeah. you're like me and you're an average Joe, you're like, what are all the things that can go right? And I do think that there is something about uh, you miss 100% of the shots that you don't take. Uh, as you get older, you refine that. You don't just swing for the fences all the time but you start harnessing your development skills, your investment skills, and you start getting a pattern recognition. And that's why I think athletes, while some have not been successful in the world of investing, I do think they have endless potential to be great business people. So there, you know, this is to shamelessly promote my own company here, that's why I have Rich Dad Coaching, because it's more than just reading a book or playing our cash flow game. It's that choose your coaches wisely. You know, I, I flew in Vietnam, and um, as I got to be a better and better pilot, I came out of Pensacola, Florida, and they, they shipped me to Camp Pendleton, California, next stop, Vietnam. And because of my rich dad telling me about, talking to me about, you got to find your teacher. So I sought, you know, I went through all the IPs, in, instructor pilots, and I wanted to find out the pilot had just came back from Vietnam, who was the most fresh, who knew the because the Viet Cong were changing their tactics all the time on us. And so his name was Captain Forrester. And I said, Captain Forrester, teach me. So he became my IEP, my instructor pilot. And he says, let me tell you, everything they taught you at Pensacola, Florida is bullshit. <laughs> I'm not sure how to really fly. So he took me up and taught me how to fly to save my life in Vietnam. And because of him today, I'm alive. Does that wow, make sense to you? Oh, yeah. It's a beautiful story. Yeah. So, um, I, and I also love your story, Alex, about how you started in investing, uh, because a lot of athletes, um, you know, they have their big paycheck, but then I think I, I th heard the statistic was like 78% of them are broke after three years after they retire. So what, what prompted you to get 
to, to take that step and to, and to start investing? Yeah, that's such a good one. You know, I always say that for athletes, we all have different driving motivation or inspiration. And for me, it was fear. Um, I had two big passions ever since I was 10 years old. I remember sitting with my dad before he left uh, home and I was my two dreams was baseball and business, the two B's. And I, I always wanted to uh, invest into something I understood, something that generated cash flow, something that can appreciate with time and a great hedge to my baseball career, which I had great W2 income. And I wanted assets that by the time this, you know, candle would burn off, that this one would light up. And I started small with a $48,000 down payment mm -hmm. in a little duplex in Miami, right by the, where the Miami uh, Heat play. And uh, yeah. I sold for double and so on and so forth. But it was also a scalable business if it worked. So those are the reasons why I invested, because I thought the average Major League Baseball career is five and a half years. Uh, you make 90% of your income from age 20 to 30. And get this, less than 5% of Major League Baseball players, when I played, there was 750 of us, less than 5% have a college undergrad degree. So with those three metrics alone, I was short the stock. And I think that explains partially why some of the players have struggled post-careers. What, what, again, why, why did they struggle? What was your reason for that? I think because... Think about it, Robert. You're better today than you were 30 years ago. Correct. Right? We can never say that about you and your football skills. You're probably a little bit slower. <laughs> Certainly not as good. But, but the average career, think about this, for an athlete in baseball is five and a half years. Your average career as an entrepreneur could be 75 years. Look at Warren Buffett. Right. He's 90-something. He's better than ever, right? Yeah. And so your, your earning power from age 20 to 30, you make 90% of your lifetime income. Correct. And less than 5% of the players have a formal college education. Less than 5% have a college degree. So I looked at those three numbers and what it did is scare the crap out of me. And I said, I could be one of those athletes that it's a 78% Kim referred to. So as a result, my defense for that was what I learned in your book. Financial literacy was my armor to defend me against bankruptcy. Thank and you. I started buying assets. And my philosophy is, well, if the average career is five and a half years, if I buy one asset per year, that means when I retire, I'll have five and a half assets and I'll pay down debt and I won't go bankrupt. And that was <laughs> <laughs> And I love how you did it. You did it exactly the same way that we did it, Alex, is you started small and yeah. you just kept doing it, doing it, doing it, but taking small steps. And I don't know any successful entrepreneur or investor who can sustain their wealth by by not taking those small steps and building upon it and building upon the knowledge and the experience. Kim, yes, I'll thanks. tell you what, you and Robert, I'm sure have done this and, 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 and so many people, Robert, you know this better than anyone. They talk and talk and talk and you go to cocktails and uh, dinners or, or little cocktail parties and someone will say, hey, I'm, I'm looking at buying 80 units. I like what you're doing. And then you come back and see them the next year. And, hey, did you buy those 80 units? Oh, no, we missed mm -hmm. it. But now I'm looking at 40 units. You come back two years later, did you buy it? No, I never did it. And yep. they never make the move. And look, sometimes right. you're going to fail. But if you're taking calculated risks and you can learn and just keep moving forward, I always tell investors, you got to get in play. The only way to financially freedom is you got to own more assets and less liabilities. 
and right. always generate cash flow. Cash flow is the key to heaven. Amen. Yeah. Alex, <laughs> I, I can tell you're a team player because we all support each other. That's a, that's a big sign yeah. of it. So we come back. What Alex is talking about is the earning curve. And today there's a lot of things about the reverse of the uh, interest curves and all this. But the best thing about being an entrepreneur, if you keep making mistakes, your earning goes up. Correct. But if you're a pro athlete, your earnings go down the moment they, you're, you're too old to play. So we're going to talk today about the earning curve and the, the problem with school, they tell you don't make mistakes. Mm-hmm. But Alex, one of the best coaches I ever had him was um, Costa. And he says, never forget, Bear Bruce struck out more than anybody else. So we come back. And when we come back, we'll talk about the power of making mistakes, but your earning curve goes up as an entrepreneur. But as a pro athlete, even the best in the world as Alex Rodriguez is, there comes a time. But the beauty of being an entrepreneur, having a team, having great coaches, your earning keeps going up. We'll be right back. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back. Robert Kiyosaki, the Rich Dad Radio Show. The good news and bad news about money. Reminder, you can listen to the Rich Dad Radio Show anytime, anywhere on iTunes, Android, and YouTube. And please leave us a review whenever you listen. And all of our podcasts are archived at richdadradio.com. We archive that because we make no recommendations. We're not a financial services firm. And we archive them so that you can listen to this program again because information is valuable. Because if you listen to it again, you'll pick up twice as much. But also if you have friends, family, members that need to hear this, especially a brother-in-law who knows all the answers, this will be a good, a, a good program to listen to. So we have a special guest today. He's probably, in my opinion, one of the greatest athletes ever lived. Is Alex Rodriguez, and I keep laughing because I, 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 my my friend lives in Dallas, and I told him you're coming on, and he's a Boston's fan. He says I hate the guy. <laughs> I, mean, I, I still I still crack up. I mean, the love hate of your fans is intense, isn't it? It's incredible. It's incredible. But, you know, that's what makes sports so great. And I always say what brings uh, nothing brings people together more than sports and music. And uh, that's a great example of that. Right. And today we're talking about the reverse side of the earning curve, whereas a professional athlete makes most of their money at 22 years old. And, uh, you know, when years ago I was I was and then they make it. But an entrepreneur makes it later in life. So what happens if you don't make mistakes, you don't earn any more as you get older, but a professional athlete's gonna make all their mistakes before they're 25 probably. And, and then they're either they're gonna make it or not make it. 
But we were brought in by the NBA. Her name was Carissa, she's a great woman. And I said, would you teach the NBA players about money? So I was in there, we're teaching them the cash flow game and all this stuff, and we got shut down. Mm. The reason we got shut down, Alex, is because there are, prof- there are managers. They, I guess I have a pro- has, a prof- has a manager that they're on the- a Money on the manager, s- financial manager. manager. Yeah. Yes. And they didn't like it because they were the player's financial advisor. So they didn't want the players in the NBA to get educated because then the manager didn't look so smart. Is, is that okay to comment about how important that manager is to you and stuff like that? You know, well, I can't comment about anything uh, about the NBA per se, but right. I, I, if we zoom out, I, I think to answer Kim's earlier question is I think the greatest thing that young athletes can do is surround themselves with the best people in the world um, that obviously have much more experience than them. And then you want to be aligned with them in the long run. And to right. me, it's all about alignment. I, I always say, I can only speak about me and not players, but I can tell you that as a young athlete, uh, I came up and I had always two goals when I went to a cocktail or I went to a dinner. I wanted to be, and this wasn't very hard, I wanted to be the dumbest guy in the room. <laughs> and <laughs> I, I wanted to engage in really smart conversations. Right. And, right. and uh, you constantly, as an athlete, put yourself in an uncomfortable position. I always had no issues with that off in my investing career. And that's really important. I think athletes uh, get a bad rap, but I think if, when you think about the athlete today, <clears throat> excuse me, versus when I entered the league in 1994, uh, I think they're far smarter than we were. I think they're more ambitious. Uh, they want to be more than athletes. They want to be phenomenal dressers. They want to be great investors, influencers, make a big impact, and also give back a lot more than our, our community did. So I'm very bullish on today's athlete, and I'm very hopeful that as years go on, uh, they become even better, better investors and create a better life for themselves. Good. May I ask you this question? I mean, you're you're so you're such a great entrepreneur. I can let me reinforce this. Professional athletes, their earning curve is at the young part of their age, life. Mm-hmm. Whereas for an entrepreneur, the older you get, you know, if you keep studying and being humble and learning and making mistakes your income and wealth keep going up. So what what is it like for you to be on Shark Tank? I'm going, holy mackerel. I mean, I love that program. You, you tell those guys, I love that program. I mean, Kim does too. She's always watching it because some of the things you guys are saying as, as the sharks per se, priceless information. Well, yeah. this is advice, yes. Yeah, you know, Kim and Robert, I think Shark Tank in this generation has done what your incredible book and your library of books have done for millions of young people like myself. And people always ask me, is it too late? I'm like, absolutely not. You can be 70. And and if you were 70, Warren Buffett still had 25 years, 30 years to live. Um, It's never too late. And your information and information is very, very powerful. Uh, We've heard this many times by our grandparents. Knowledge is power, but it truly is. There's a reason why we've said that for, you know, over a century. And yeah, I just think the, the more that you can keep educating yourself and surrounding yourself with the best people, the better you're going to be in the long run. And athletes, I will say this, uh, the reason why I'm so bullish in athletes being better entrepreneurs in the future, if you think about their DNA and the way they are created, they have, they're hard workers, they're coachable, uh, they have a big Rolodex usually, uh, they're tough and they're gritty. 
Now, if you take all those attributes and combine them with someone like you, Robert, I'll take my chances, right? If I take Warren Buffett and I take Tom Brady, holy smokes, is that a great winning combination? Yeah. I, I like to put money with both those guys because they're both champions. And the key is you have to understand as an athlete what your superpower is, but you also, even more important, have to know what you don't know. And right. we call this the blind spot here. And if you can have somebody like a Warren Buffett, like a Robert, like a, you know, John Gray, Barry Sternlit, one of these icons, and you're connected and aligned, uh, endless potential. But, but look at, you know, congratulations to you, Alex. I mean, as an entrepreneur, you make it to Shark Tank. Holy mackerel. I mean, I would love to hang out with those guys. You know, I mean, holy moly. I mean, that's, that's, that's why Rich Dad always says it's a team sport. You got to have the best teammates out there who are playing just as hard as you are. And those guys play hard. It's such a great show. And uh, I've enjoyed being part of it so much. If you think about what um, Shark Tank has done over the last 20 years is America has been able to get entertained, uh, learn, and at the same time get their MBA uh, from Shark Tank. And you know what an impact that show makes when, yes, they've invested over $100 million of equity into businesses. They've provided more than 20,000 jobs, the ripple effect. But I love when I get in my Uber and the Uber driver says, hey, you're the Shark Tank guy. Uh, <laughs> and my, my daughters love that because they're like, oh, they don't even know who you are, dad, um, as a baseball player. But they'll, they'll start talking about, I took a stake in a company or I'm flipping a little multifamily. And that's like music to my ears because you want people, everybody to have an opportunity to prosper. And the only way to prosper is through knowledge and investing. So, yes. Yeah, so let me ask you this, Alex, you, you touched on it a bit. Um, so you, you were on a team and that team worked very synchronistically. Um, what are what are what would you say some of the best pieces of being an all-star athlete? How did that transfer into your success as an entrepreneur and investor? Yeah, I mean, look, never punching in, right? There's no nine to five. Uh, if you want to be a great athlete, it's 365, 24-7. Right. Uh, you yeah. have to grind it out every day. I grew up, you know, loving Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, Michael Jordan. Uh, Muhammad Ali, these are all phenomenal workers. And here's the thing, Kim, all of them, black belt fundamentalist. Mm -hmm. If you think about the greatest athletes or the greatest entrepreneurs in the history, they have the fundamentals locked, right? And they know it at a level that is so sophisticated. And I always say to young entrepreneurs, don't go wide and shallow, go narrow and deep. Right. What are the one or two things you can be the best in the world at that, or at least, you know, reach a hundred percent of your potential. It's called focus. Follow one course until successful. There you go. So the other thing I want to talk about is that uh, on Shark Tank, there was this, I won't mention their names, but they came on and they wanted to raise a million bucks, let's say. Yeah. And so I think Cuban asked, Mark Cuban asked, what do you want the million dollars for? And so to pay ourselves $150,000 a year salary, <laughs> they had this great, I mean, I, I couldn't believe Bad Cuban's <laughs> reaction, you know what I mean? But, but this is the thing I was, I was telling is that somebody came up to me and they wanted to know if I wanted to buy the Padres, San Diego Padres baseball team. I don't think they were doing that well. But anyway, I, so I asked my friend who played for the NBA, I said, what do you think? And his, his advice was, he says, never invest in a business 
where the employees make more money than you. (laughs) 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 Stay away from pro athlete teams. But anyway, there's so many life lessons from sports and, you know, just life and your thing about the reverse of the earning curve. As an entrepreneur, you can get richer and richer, but as a pro athlete, there's a, your shelf life, right? Is that correct? You, you do, and, and, and you have to appreciate And the way I always thought about it, I always thought about my career as plan for the worst, hope for the best. And what I mean by that is I never thought there was another contract or two contracts or three contracts. Because the truth is, when you study the data over the last 100 years, that contract usually doesn't come. And if it comes, it's usually not as large as you were anticipating. So it's really important, especially in the early days, to be frugal and save as much money as you can, uh, cut down on your expenses, and then be very, very strategic about the first two steps that you make. I'd rather you be a little safer with your capital early, but if you can put some money to work and learn the lesson and let it appreciate, then get a little better next time and take some of that cash flow and then reinvest it in the future, right? right? It's not get the cash flow and go buy a boat, right? Is get that cash flow and put it back to work. And all the great business people I've been around, whether you talk about, uh, you know, Bernardo Arnold, who owns LVMH and is now worth well over $200 billion, is he never takes money out of the business. He just keeps putting it back in. And they own 75 of the greatest brands in the world from uh, Christian Dior to Louis Vuitton to Laura Piana, Tiffany's, and is a conglomerate. And the way he did it, Robert, to your point, is focus, and nobody's been more focused than Mr. Arnold. Thank you. you know, thank it, you. And it's funny you say that because I remember, Robert, when uh, when we were starting out, all our friends, you know, we had the small house. We had lived in a nice, nice place, but it was a small house. Everybody, all our friends were buying the McMansions. They were driving the sports cars. And just as you're saying, and they're like, when are you guys going to get the big house? When are you going to get it? We're like, eventually we'll be there eventually. But to your point, we just kept that money kept going into investments and into the business. Okay, but, I have one more thing is MC Hammer. You know, he's a, he's a rap star, I guess. He said, the, the worst thing that happens to you when you become a star is your posse. I mean, everybody <laughs> is around you. Did you, you know, you have, you have the women, the guys, and all this, and everybody wants to help you spend your money. I mean, isn't that, is that, is that true? You know, it is. And it, you have a conundrum, um, Kim and, and, and Robert. The conundrum is that by 25, uh, you're making the type of money that a successful 65 or 70 year old is making. Right. But you still have the maturity, at least in my case at 25, of a 15 year old. (laughs) Everything's coming at you fast and furious and you just don't have the experience or the pattern recognition to be able to differentiate between a posse hang on on guy or a person that is it for the right reasons and is bringing value to your life. Because there's nothing wrong with a posse as long as they're making you a better person if they're helping you make more money, if they're helping you crystallize and achieve your goals. But unfortunately, that posse sometimes is not doing that. um, And that's when it becomes an issue. Which is a great lead into what we want to talk about next in the last few minutes is is the mistakes, the mistakes Mm -hmm. that we've made and how that is such a key piece to to success. Well, I mean, look, I'm the king of that, right? I mean, I, I served the I longest. We were. I thought we were. <laughs> Listen, some of the most successful people that, that I've met and I've had the great fortune to spend time with, they've had some major setbacks uh, with me no different. In 2014, 
I served the longest suspension for Major League Baseball history uh, for PDUs. Uh, it was an inflection point in my life where I was able to take that pause and turn the lens inward and did a tremendous amount of work with my therapist. And for the last 10 years, I look at the suspension as not only the toughest time of my life where I embarrassed myself and my family and really let myself down, but I also look at it as one of the biggest blessings because it gave me an opportunity to learn from my mistakes and do the work that I had to do. Uh, and, you know, I think, you know, since that suspension, things have gone a lot better for me. Thank you for your being such a big man there about your therapist, you know, because Kim knows my therapist is on speed dial. In fact, <laughs> in fact, my quote unquote therapist is at my house right now and she's going to make a lot of money off of me <laughs> <you know? laughs> because I'm the most screwed up guy I ever met. And the more, and the more successful I become kind of sometimes the bigger mistakes I make. Yeah. Does that make sense to you? Oh yeah. Yeah. And we're a bigger target. And as, as you get more successful, you have to play a little bit more, uh, prevent defense. And I hate that, right? Because yeah. Robert, you and I, we like to play offense. We like right. to be in the attack. We like to teach, but we also like to learn. I always say all great teachers and mentors are great students. Yeah. And I, I'm learning 24 seven. Every I just right. turned 48 a couple of days ago. And I cannot, when you look back how five years, 10 years ago, you go, oh my God, I can't believe how dumb I was and how I looked at the world. And every five years to say the same thing. So it's always important. <laughs> as you take your big successes to calm down, take it easy, take it in stride. I've seen a lot of people come and go, come and go, but are those who play the long run, the turtle, slow and steady wins the race. I wanna acknowledge you for the thing about, you have to have mental fitness too and emotional fitness. Oh, and I think that's the thing that gets banged the most in entrepreneurs, mental and emotional damage you take, you know, when friends betray you and money is lost and all that. And so that's why we have, you know, her name is Seal. She's at my house right now waiting for me for my next session because I'm the most screwed up guy I know. But that's the, but it's also the key yeah. to the future. Yeah. Does that make sense to you? You find out what you what mistakes you made. It's worth everything to have yeah. made. That mistake is priceless. And you know, and one of the one of the keys they say to uh, longevity, and I think it's one of the keys to successful entrepreneurship. Um, one is sense of purpose. Second is optimism. But the third is resiliency how well you come back from a setback. And I think that what you're saying, Alex, is you, you learned this, you had this thing, this, this setback, and you took it and took the lesson from it and learned from it. And I think that's what happens with a lot of people, why they don't take that first step in investing or in entrepreneurship, because they're so afraid of making a mistake. But we just look at mistakes as just something we didn't know and something we needed to learn, and yeah. then you get smarter. And you get up, you get up, everybody gets upset when you make a mistake. So that's what the therapist is for. That mistake, <laughs> that mistake is priceless. Yes, it is. screwed up. <laughs> don't, don't, yeah, don't waste a good mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, thank you. Thank you for the time. It's priceless. Congratulations on all your success. I'll call my friend in Dallas, who's the Boston's, Boston's fan, and tell him to suck on his popsicle for a while and grow up. But Alex, you have no idea. Don't tell him I said that. I don't want him coming after me. <laughs> <laughs> when, when you guys were kicking butt, man, you were you were he, he had pins sticking out of you. <laughs> anyway, Alex, thank you so much. That's a price of success, man. Congratulations, yeah, and, and thank you for sharing your um, genius with and us. And thank you for teaching and mentoring so many people. It, it's you're such an inspiration, such a great role model. Thank you. Thank you, Kim and Robert, for having me. I enjoyed it. We'll be right back with a final word and wrap up. 
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Welcome back, and thank you to Alex Rodriguez for his wealth of knowledge, information, and being so generous with his what he knows. I really appreciate it. Well, I I just love that when he when he tells his story about how he how he realized after having such a, a big salary that uh, he was scared to death. He was scared. Of what happens when you retire? And and as we talked about, seventy eight percent of professional athletes go broke in the first three years, but he had the wherewithal to start investing. And then he has become an extremely successful entrepreneur um, and taking his skills and talents as an athlete and transferring them to his world of investing in entrepreneurship. Right. Yeah, and then the thing about the reverse earning curve, those guys make it early in life, but they'll off most of them. I think 90% are broke. Yeah. But as an entrepreneur, if you're making mistakes, you learn from, you have your own therapists and your own coaches and, you know, Rich Dad has Rich Dad coaching. All of this is here to make you a better entrepreneur. And then you can say, well, I don't have the money. Well, you don't have the money now, but what, what things you, you'll have the money later. So you've got to bite the bullet now. Anyway, I want to thank Alex. And then once again, all of our programs are, are archived at Rich Dad Radio. We archive it for one reason. We only, we don't make any recommendations. We don't say buy this or buy that. But when you listen to this again, you'll learn twice as much, but more importantly, get your little posse together, listen to it and discuss it, how you can support each other becoming better entrepreneurs. So thank you for listening to the Rich Dad Radio Show. Thank you. This podcast is a presentation of Rich Dad Media Network. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.